0: What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome to the Thursday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. We're here on bettingpros.com. Always being brought to you by our friends at BetMGM. All right, so we had not had a stinker in a while, and that's exactly what that was last night. That's a bummer. 0-3, but this is why I'm only playing, you know, 0.5 units on these basketball games right now, because it's not really a great time. I've had a lot of conversations with people. I'm not crying here, saying that you know I am, you know, making excuses. Bad picks are bad picks, and it, but I'm not alone here. The NBA has been very tough. College basketball has been topsy turvy. I've got some people who are doing well that I follow and talk to. Others are kind of scuffling along. I, I think I'm kind of just like you know I'm in the ladder. I'm scuffling along, having good days and bad days. But I hadn't had an O and three day in a while. Down 1.5 units, Georgetown should have covered I don't know what the heck happened over the last five minutes of that game they just fell apart late and well give credit Butler but I mean they were down by double digits in the first half and and just they couldn't hold it and Butler got going offensively in the second half and Georgetown couldn't make a bucket and so Georgetown doesn't cover they lose I thought they might lose but we took the four and a half points they didn't cover Boston look I bet against my NBA team and my college basketball team. And, you know, when they win, I'm not really all that angry about it. I hate losing money on it. But, you know, Miami had Boston's number, and they came storming back. Boston had that game well in hand in the first half. Miami took the lead late. And then the Pritchard, I mean, this kid out of Oregon is making himself a name with the Boston Celtics. He gets a tip in with point two left. So that game goes to overtime. Maybe Miami wins and we cover, but the two-and-a-half-point line, Boston wins by two. So that didn't go, and then I just was dead wrong about the Creighton game in Seton Hall. Seton Hall was right there at halftime. I mean, they were catching six points. They were down by 11, so it wasn't like they were completely getting killed, and then in the second half, the Blue Jays just annihilated Seton Hall. Here are some cool things about this. Now, one, the Blue Jays are starting to play, so that now is a big road win at Providence and a monster home victory against Seton Hall. As the Jays go forward, we're going to start to ride them. They have figured things out. Marcus Zagorowski is playing better. I like what Christian Bishop is doing. They're hitting threes. The Jays are starting to get into a rhythm, and that is good. Normally, this is what happens for the Creighton Blue Jays, where they start to go into February, and they're a good team to ride in February. So I like what I'm seeing out of Greg McDermott's team. I like the way that they're performing. And in the Big East, it's going to be difficult every night. But the Jays are using their depth, and they're seeing the ball go through the basket. Fans are starting to show up in Omaha, and they're being allowed into Chai Center, which is adding more juice to the environment. It's good news. So that's great news. The the Boston Celtics are hot right now. They've won five of six. They've won three of four on the road. They're starting to really click. And this is awesome news for me as a Celtics fan, but also just for betting on the Celtics. They're starting to play really, really well. Brad Stevens, Jason Tatum, I mean, my gosh, this guy is just playing really well. And the addition of Pritchard has been great. I mean, they're doing this without Kemba Walker. And some people are saying, you know, uh, you know, Kemba's explosive and, and really talented, but like maybe... Having a pass-first point guard, maybe having kind of a floor general there is making it easier for the wing players to get open. And really, we're seeing the addition by subtraction with Gordon Hayward not being in the rotation for Boston. More shots for for uh, for Tatum, more shots for Brown, more shots going into the post, more passes going into the post and less reliant on having to force-feed Gordon Hayward. It's, it's just working better for Boston. So really good news there with the Celtics. So we do get those games wrong, but for future wagering, it's not that bad. See, both Boston and, uh, and Creighton University step up and play really well here. So for today, I'm only playing two college basketball games. I have an NBA lean that you can jump on if you want. I may add it as we go into the day. This is one of those days where I might have it in the Discord chat. So, you know, a lot of you guys have been asking, like, when does he play? When when does Matt put his Discord chat plays up? I don't always every day. I mean, certain days I do. There is one NBA game I'm eyeballing that I may add. And we are, you know, if you want to fade the plays today, I'm not going to get angry. I'm really trying to get to the weekend I'm spending a lot of time on Saturday, a lot of time on Sunday. I like my plays on Saturday. I like my plays on Sunday. We'll have prop bets galore going. I mean, I cannot wait for this. And remember, we're doing a double live stream weekend. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Sunday morning, 11 a.m. 30 minutes each day, not, thir- not 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 an hour each day, but 30 minutes breaking down the three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. This is awesome. So if I wasn't doing the Daily Juice, if this podcast did not exist, I would not bet tomorrow, tonight. I wouldn't be betting. I would take the day off. I would take Friday off too for that matter, okay? So it's just get me to the weekend. <laughs> no Thursday night football, no Friday night football, no college football. We're going into the wild card weekend weekend for the NFL, and I cannot wait for these games. So because this is the Daily Juice and we do games, you know, we bet on games every day, I've got to bet on two games tonight, but I don't love the, the card tonight. I don't love what's happening, uh, really, for Thursday and Friday because I'm eyeballing Saturday, Sunday, Monday, right? Wild card, wild card, national championship game. So again, I told you last night, I've already bet Alabama minus seven, I will tell you when it goes to an official play, once I'm guaranteed that game is going to be played. But I like I like it at seven or less for Alabama. And if Jalen I mean, if Jalen Waddle plays for Alabama, oh my goodness. <laughs> Even if he's out there just as a decoy. So the Bama folks are claiming Ohio State, they're faking the COVID news to enable Justin Fields to get healthy with his ribs because they believe he has cracked ribs. No one's saying, but they're believing he has cracked ribs. And so normally you can take a shot during the semifinal and be okay in the second half, but good luck doing that you know, a week later. Very possible. They're pushing it back. They're claiming even Nick Saban's daughter is out there cracking jokes saying they're pushing back with COVID because they want Justin Fields. But it's a double-edged sword. If you push back the game for COVID to get Justin Fields healthy, well, then Jalen Waddle might be able to play. And then you've got another weapon on the outside for Alabama and Mac Jones who lost the Heisman, but you get Devontae Smith who won the Heisman. He wants to justify the award. Mac Jones wants to show he should have won the award. Najee Harris wants to show he should have been invited. All the things that will go into that game for the Alabama offense – up against an Ohio State team that probably just played their Super Bowl after, you know, Clemson doing what Clemson did and, you know, ranking them outside the top 10 like Dabo Sweeney did and whatnot. Everyone questioning, should they be there? Can they get up again against Nick Saban and Alabama, who pretty much had a cakewalk against Notre Dame? I don't know. I like Bama in the game minus 7. I've already bet it, but I haven't made it an official play yet simply because I don't know about the game with COVID. Who's playing? Who's not? You know, I may need to get out of it if it's like a massive COVID thing and, and Bama gets hit with COVID for some reason or what. So uh, eventually I'll tell you it's, a, it's a, an official play, but, you know, I have betted at seven. That's the number that I got for Alabama and Ohio State for the national championship game. So long way of saying I'm just trying to get to the weekend, okay? I'm just trying to get there. But the weekend is where you got the bet MGM offer. Games on Saturday, games on Sunday. Pick one. bet, Moneyline Wager, okay? $1 bet, Moneyline Wager, and you will win $100 in free bets if a touchdown gets scored in that game. This is valid in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, and West Virginia with the promo code JUICE100. It is not available in Pennsylvania. Just heads up, not available in Pennsylvania. So JUICE100 is that promo code. Remember also that in Iowa – They've got the welcome offer going, 100% deposit match, up to $500 in Iowa with BetMGM right now going for their new launch into that state. So that's pretty cool. I'm very jealous of that. I've told you guys that's free money. We've told you how to use free money, by the way. Take that. Captain Jack Andrews was on this podcast, and you can go watch his YouTube on it as to how do you use free money given to you by the sportsbooks. Go to betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. You must be physically located in the states of Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, New Jersey, Tennessee, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem code 100-522-4700 in Colorado. 100 gambler in New Jersey and West Virginia. And 109 with it in Indiana. All right, so I told you yesterday. I said go and check your email because one of you had won the autographed Nick Chubb helmet, right? I was like, hey, go check out, you guys. Well, thankfully, <clears throat> one of you guys did do that. <laughs> and one of you guys went and looked it up, and uh, I believe it was, uh, let me make sure I'm saying this person's name correctly. It was Riley in Colorado. So not a Canuck, not a not someone in Canada, an American. Uh, Riley, who's in Broomfield, Colorado, they won the autographed Nick Chubb helmet. So... Our new giveaway is a very cool Dallas Cowboys Amari Cooper Autograph signed jersey. That is a hot item. And I've already had multiple people say, wait, wait, wait. How do I get that? Very cool from Pristine Auctions. Again, this is how. Review the show. Review the podcast. Positive, negative, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Take a screenshot. Take that screenshot and go to bettingpros.com juice bettingpros.com slash juice, drop it in, fill out the quick form, and you're in. That's it, okay? If you had already done that, you're already entered, okay? You're already in here for the autographed Amari Cooper Dallas Cowboys jersey. Very cool. So that will be given away at the end of the month. Congrats to Riley in Colorado winning the Nick Chubb autographed Browns helmet very cool there. So more giveaways, more fun, review on Apple or Stitcher Podcasts and go to bettingpros.com juice, drop it in, and you are entered. And remember, if you've already done that, you are already entered into every contest that we do. No need to leave a second review. All right, let me tell you about the game I'm leaning on right now in the NBA. I'm not playing it because the NBA right now is just so tough. But I'm looking at Denver at home against Dallas. The Denver Nuggets are 6-1 to the over this year. Every total has been between 221 and 227. They've all hit except one, when it was 221 at home against Phoenix. A game you would think that that would go way over with Phoenix's with uh, the the Suns' firepower, but it didn't. Denver went under in that game. But every other game, it has gone over by a minimum of two and a half points. Right now, it's going off pretty much double digits more often than not. 19. 12 and a half, 14, 13, okay? The opposite for Dallas has happened. Dallas is 2 and 5 to the number. It went over against Chicago and under against Houston in their last game, which was set at 229. The current total is 225 or 225 and a half. I'm leaning on the over here. I have not bet it. I may bet it depending on who's in and who is out. I wanna do a little more research. I wanna make sure everyone's playing here. I don't get any last second COVID stuff or whatnot. But that may be an ad for the Discord chat, bettingpros.com slash chat to get the invitation to go into the Discord. Daily juice is the Discord chat uh channel that I'm in all the time. I may, I may add this, but I have not decided yes or no if I'm gonna do that. So That's the only game in the NBA that I really have been looking at that I might jump in here and jump on. Dallas and Denver, the over 225 or 225.5. I do have two plays going in college basketball, however. UNLV is back. As you guys know, every game for UNLV, I'm going to bet this season. That's kind of the running thing, the running joke, right? We're going to see how I do. As far as I remember, and they have not played since December the 5th, okay? December the 5th fifth. That's the last time UNLV played. That is ridiculous. I mean, that's a long time to sit due to COVID-19 issues. They've played five games. I'm currently three and two on my bets for UNLV. Last time out, we bet Kansas State. UNLV won the game outright by 10. They covered against Davidson in the last game of the Maui which was held in North Carolina, and they lost the game by four. But after that, the entire program got shut down. T.J. Otzeberger got COVID-19. Numerous players on the roster got COVID-19. It ran through the locker room. On the other side, Colorado State is one of the better teams in the Mountain West Conference, and they've been going to war. The last four games against Fresno State and San Diego State, they have covered three of the four games. They had that epic comeback against San Diego State on the road, and then they turned around and lost by 13 points. The line here is 8.5. Here's the problem for UNLV. When you sit for a month and then you go on the road for your first game, this is brutal. On top of that, we don't know how many guys are going to be out here for UNLV. T. Jotzenberger said, that most of the roster is going to be available for the first game. They're going to play two games on this road trip, okay? They're playing Thursday and Saturday. Most of the roster. What do you mean most? We don't know who may be there. So maybe they'll be back for the second game. But for the first game, we don't know exactly who's going to be out here, okay? Bryce Hamilton, we think he's playing, but we don't know David Jenkins Jr. We don't know. I mean, I don't know how you back the the the, the rebels here catching eight and a half points or not. Kem has the number at seven, so it's juiced up a little bit. It's eight and a half. But I'm going to lay this here with CSU and probably come back on the other side in the second game and probably take UNLV if the line is higher, if it's 9, 10, 11. I probably would take UNLV in the second game of this two-game stretch. But right now, I have no idea how you take take 8.5 points with UNLV coming back after being off for a month. This is really, really hard. Uh, David Roddy's playing really well here. Coming off, he was the Mountain West player of the week. Uh, Big guard, scored a bunch of points here. He was key in the Rams' victory up against San Diego State. Averaged 15.9 points and 9.3 rebounds. and 2.4 assists last week. So, I mean, this is tough here. UNLV is going to rely on the three-pointers, and maybe Caleb Grill and David Jenkins Jr., they fill it up from the outside. But... Just look at how UNLV started the season and how rough it was for them when they started the year. They lost to Montana State at home, remember? And they got killed by North Carolina and then they lost to Alabama. So, I mean, I I, I can't go there at the moment. I can't back UNLV. I'm going to lay the eight and a half points here. CSU, the Rams at home in Fort Collins, eight and a half. UNLV will lay it for the CSU Rams here, minus eight and a half. Second game, half a unit, by the way taking the other half a unit and just the other game that I am on Iowa at Maryland. So let's talk about these Hawkeyes here. Okay. They have one of the best scoring offenses in the country. They are pretty good against the number so far this year. They're seven and four. Maryland has been struggling. Okay. They got off to a pretty good start, but Maryland is right now one in four in the big 10 and they're in 12th place out of the 14 teams in the big 10. So they have been relying heavily on their guards, who have both been scoring, you know, but you know, ten to fifteen points a game. But this is an Iowa team that may not have Fran McCaffrey's son. Okay, he may not be playing tonight. That's not great news for Iowa. But even when, even if McCaffrey doesn't play, I know Maryland's long. I know they're athletic, and that can give Iowa some problems. But I don't know if Maryland can slow down Iowa, to be quite honest. This could be one of those games that just gets away from Maryland because they can't keep up, and they can't score enough to keep up with Iowa. You look at some of the stats right now. Maryland's defensively, they're pretty good, giving up sixty six points per game, but Iowa's scoring ninety-two point seven points per game. On the other side, Maryland just scores seventy-two point six points per game. Iowa's giving up seventy-four points a game. So much like the Rutgers game, you would expect Maryland to kind of slow the pace down, right? Try to get it to the under. I looked at the over, but this is where it was it's at the same place where we bet it basically last time. It's 154 and a half. We bet the over for Rutgers in Iowa and we d- it got to 156. So maybe you look at the over here, but I don't like the number because I don't know how many points Maryland's going to score. So I'm just looking at Iowa minus five. And I think these are the games where in January, Iowa's got a chance to put up a number. I know they're on the road. It would be, be a difficult different story if there were fans in the stands for Maryland, but there's not. And Maryland has not been playing well and not, not been playing well against the number either. Maryland over the last... The last two games, they didn't cover. So two of the last four, they have covered. They covered against Purdue and Wisconsin, not against Michigan and Indiana. They've lost three of four. And then in the three games before that, they didn't cover. So five of the last seven games, Maryland has not covered against the spread. I know they're at home, but I'm just going to ride Iowa here. I'm going to lay the five for the Hawkeyes. I I think they've got too much offensive firepower from Maryland. Maryland. I think probably they hang around in the first half, and then eventually Iowa just stretches it out late and wins the game by 10. So I'll lay the 5. I'll take the Hawkeyes, minus 5 on the road at Maryland. I'm not hot right now. So just perfectly honest with you guys, if you tell me you fade these picks, I'm not going to get angry with you right now as to where I am. Get me to the weekend. (laughs) Just get me to the football weekend. But we're betting plays, or making plays, making bets, and we're going in for one unit today, two half-unit plays. Colorado State at home, laying 8.5 to UNLV. Iowa minus 5 on the road at Maryland, and we're leaning on that Denver over against Dallas at 225 or 225.5 in the Discord channel. I'll tell you whether or not I bet that as we approach tip-off between Dallas and Denver Denver 6-1 and one to the over so far this year. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sports Talk Matt, every single day, every morning. It's the Daily Juice Podcast, brought to you by BetMGM, always found on bettingpros.com.